Okay, so Charlie, like I've I've been having this problem um, with Litecoin transactions being a little bit slow. I've been trying to show people that it's faster than Bcash, and some of the blocks have been a, a little bit bad, like a little bit sluggish. Uh, any clue as to what I, you know, like like what I can do to maybe fix that? Well, the Litecoin network's running fine right now. So maybe send an email to Litecoin support, support at litecoin.com or .org. I don't know. Are you telling me, are you telling me the CEO of the Monero Enterprise Alliance, the creator of WaffleCoin, the inventor of many white papers, are you telling me to email Litecoin support? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> you forgot the, fluff, the fluffer of ponies. <laughs> Do you know who I am? No. Who are you? Dory, I don't know who I am either. Yeah, let's start the show. Magical crypto. The best thing to do is simply to huddle. What's a young pony to do in a sea of shady ICOs? Alliance courage can light up even the darkness of shadows. Unlike the corporate suits, the whale panda is wise. A chicken dreams about the moon while soaring in the skies. As Bitcoin sees new all-time Okay, so um, of course, Samson was of course a bit late today, um, but he's still bit. with us. He managed to get with us, and with us we also have, still have Ricardo, the fluffy pony, the fluffer of ponies apparently, uh, Charlie Lee, um, someone who is working with TokenPay, and uh, me, Will Panda. So the, uh, onto the first topic actually. Uh, so the the Litecoin Foundation invested in a German bank. It's a bank, uh, WEG Bank. Uh, in Germany, they bought 10% uh, of the shares, as I believe. Um, so, uh, Charlie, can you tell us a bit more about it? What's the goal of it? Uh, why would you buy a bank? Are you a banker now? Do you feel a banker? Do you feel different? He is. He's a banker. Yeah. My goal in life is to become a banker. Succeeded. Um, I... We're just trying different things. I think um, people like crypto companies have a hard time getting access to the fiat rails. So we figured that we could try to acquire a stake in the bank, have some say, and try to get a bank to support cryptocurrencies and see where we can go from there, kind of attacking it from that side. Okay, I'm just very, very distracted by Ricardo at the moment. <laughs> What were you saying? Something about banks? Uh, I, I don't... <laughs> he wants to wear a suit. His dream has always been to My wear a suit. My dream is to buy a bank, become a banker, and screw crypto. Okay, but, but how, how do you see the collaboration between the bank and uh, crypto? Like, do you offer um, some special services? Uh, that Or, or I, I, I don't know. How do you see it exactly? Um... So I think the first few things are like try to do a, a crypto debit card, um, try to work on merchant processing solutions, um, being able to convert from crypto to fiat easily for merchants. So 
those are like the two kind of the first things we're going to look at. Isn't but I mean, isn't that what your your partnership with Token Pay is supposed to do? That's what we're talking about. Oh, so I, I'm so confused. So you partnered with Token Pay and then bought a bank. Uh, yes. So Token Pay um, acquired nine point nine percent of the bank, and they have an option to acquire more. So they acquired another nine point nine percent of the bank and um, kind of made a deal with us where they gave us that nine point nine percent of the bank for um, services that we'll provide and help Token Pay out. Was this before or after Token Pay um, spent a bunch of money getting Virgin to uh, porn, Pornhub? I'm going to assume that that <laughs> recorded fine on your end because I only heard Token Pay, blah, 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 Pornhub. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, no, no, no. <laughs> like, in other words, like, Token Pay partnered with Verge to get Virgin to Pornhub. And then afterwards, Token Pay partnered with Litecoin to buy a bank. I'm not seeing the synergies here. They're but, unrelated transactions. But surely, like, man, that it's the weirdest thing. It's like they have too much. It's like token pay are the, are the, the common denominator here, and they've got too much money from their ICO, and they don't know what to do with it. So they're just trying to throw it at everything and see what sticks. <laughs> well, they're trying to get more crypto adoption. So Pornhub is one kind of way to do it, and then buying a bank is another way to do it. Um. I think they're just trying different things. And I think they, they're they kind of following what they set out to do with their ICO money. So uh, we'll see where, where we go with it. I hear you. I mean, I'm, I'm all for crypto adoption. I just think they need, to, they need to like pick one thing and stick to it, if that makes sense. It's like, like and I know we're going to discuss this later, but it's like the Fusex um, uh, Bitcoin thing. Like just like work with Bitcoin. It's simple. You can have all sorts of other things tacked onto that. Just focus on Bitcoin adoption and the other adoption will come. No one is going to spend Verge on Pornhub unless they can first spend Litecoin or Bitcoin. Yeah, well, when I'm trying to push for Litecoin adoption, I always push for both Bitcoin and Litecoin adoption at the same time. So just believe that I'm going to do that with, with this partnership. What? I think it's, it was pretty kind of silly that Pornhub only accepted Verge, and that's why I tweeted out about it. Like, no one's going to go out and buy Verge just so that it can, they can spend it on Pornhub. Uh, but I think Verge is, sorry, I think Pornhub is kind of, they're going to start accepting everything eventually anyways. So this was just like a PR play. Well, I mean, they went from that to accepting um, uh, Tron and, and something else. So, you know, they're really going after the big fish. Yeah, I... I heard that Tron paid him a lot of money too. So they're pretty smart. I mean, they're they're getting paid millions to to uh, click a checkbox that says also set Tron on um, yeah. their payment processor. Well, right? well it, it it actually makes sense. I mean, how does Pornhub even still make money? Who pays for porn? So they don't. No one. No one's paying for porn anymore. So that they now need to find an alternative way to fund. Uh, or, or to make money, and that's just accepting some uh, tokens uh, and coins and, and make them pay for it. Yeah, but I know Fluffy Pony pays for porn, so you should ask him. So, guys, you know, that was stuff I pay for is not available in Pornhub. I'd like to point that out. He, he does it to support the actors and actresses sometimes. We, we are gender non-specific here at Magical Crypto Friends. Yeah, species non non specific, the actorators. 
I believe is a technical term. Mm-hmm. So uh, I read a Tone Vey's expose on uh, token pay, and it's pretty brutal. And I think, Charlie, you got some backlash from <laughs> the community about why you're partnering with uh, some scammy ICO. I'm not sure what kind of backlash. I mean, Tone, Tone Vey's jumps on all these. <laughs> I mean, every ICO is a scam to him, so... I just skimmed through it. It's like they just put people on their website uh, as various roles. And then when he called them out, they took them down. Just a whole bunch of stuff. And then looking into history of people involved. Yeah, I mean, I I actually don't know the specifics. I mean, a lot of it is FUD. I mean, I, I actually don't know. I haven't really looked into it. Oh, well. Okay, so um, on to the next topic. Before we go on to the next topic, I just want to say it's not like, I mean, th- this this probably sounded like a Bash Litecoin token pay partnership thing, and that wasn't the intention. Um, but I think it's important that people understand that, like, like, even though the four of us are friends, we still push each other and we ask each other hard questions and we don't let stuff slide. And that's why later on we're going to discuss uh, uh, Samson's involvement with the NSA. I think it's important to discuss these things. Well, actually, if you, I actually wanted you guys to tell me what you thought, what you think of the of the partnership. I mean, do you feel like Tonebase is right? It's a scam. We shouldn't have partnered with them, or do you feel like this is worth a worthwhile venture to see if we can get anywhere with it? I I only skimmed his tweets, so I'm not that uh, aware of all the details. But I just saw it looks like a typical ICO where they're just pulling people together to get some money and then it doesn't look totally legit on the surface. I don't know. My concern is it stems more from the Verge thing. It feels like they are, they're desperately trying to find um, like, like areas where they can apply the thing that they're doing. Um, it's almost like they're a VC that has raised a bunch of money and they're trying to throw it at everything. It's just, like poorly coordinated, you know, I mean, like, I feel like they could do a lot more with the capital um, if they if they were better focused. Um, and, and, you know, they could pick something like Litecoin, if they want to promote crypto adoption, they could take Litecoin, and they could get Litecoin into places that it hasn't been before. Um, and, and I feel that that would be worthwhile. But but the sort of like, you know, let's partner with everyone tactic. It, it's, I don't think it's going to work. It's like boiling, boiling the ocean, you know, I mean, it's, a lot of effort and a lot of hot air and it's going to amount to nothing. I mean, I, I mentioned that in one of the Reddit posts I made. One of the things that I like the, the fact is that they actually are spending the money to try to do something, to do what they set out to do. So a lot of ICOs actually got the money and well, some of them actually just disappeared with the money, right? So at least they're not obviously an outright scam, but they're, they're actually spending the ICO money on, on something that's worthwhile and... I give them credit for that. And as far as um, like the the Verge Pornhub deal, I think it actually like helped them, right? It got attention, got them attention. It actually got me like looking at token pay, and that was the only reason why I looked at them is because they actually helped Verge made this deal. So it kind of got them into this Litecoin Foundation deal. So maybe maybe it was a smart thing for them to do to do this uh, Pornhub deal, and then. Um, now partnering with Litecoin Foundation, and they are actually helping Litecoin, right? So, partnering with, with Token Pay, we're gonna work on um, debit cards that support Litecoin and also merchant processing payment 
tools that support Litecoin and Bitcoin and token pay. I mean, we'll see where, where we go with this, but I'm, I'm hopeful. And I think there, in terms of like Litecoin Foundation, it was a pretty easy decision for us to make where we're not really putting a lot of, we're not putting any money on the line and we're partnering with token pay and trying to um, influence this bank to, to have more crypto solutions, right? To work on new crypto solutions. So I think that's good for everyone. That's a nice low bar, Charlie, you said. At least they're not a total scam. Well, I, I think it makes sense uh, for Litecoin to do it. Um, I don't see why they did the thing with uh, Verge. But um, yeah, what they set forward. Um, the, the Litecoin deal now makes a lot more sense for them than the initial Verge deal. So hopefully something positive comes out of that. And maybe the next deal will be, will be with uh, Ricardo. Or something from Monero. Uh, what do you want, Ricardo? I, I just want to get I want to get Monero into Whole Foods, so people can buy their vegan food with Monero. I think that's very important because if you're a vegan, you don't want anyone to know. It's a secret, especially not in crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, can you imagine if Jimmy Song finds out that you're vegan? Just think about that for a second. Can you imagine if Zuko finds out that you're vegan. Yeah. I thought so. Okay, uh, on to the next topic. So um, we've been seeing a lot of new exchanges pop up, mostly uh, Chinese exchanges, coming out of nowhere with crazy volume and promoting their own token. So uh, they're faking the volume on their exchange and then they're uh, sending messages to all ICOs and other tokens like, uh, look at us, we're uh, top volume or top three or top five volume uh, and you can list your, your uh, coin or your token with us for 20 or 25 BTC. Yeah, we'll, we'll promote it for you. Um, so I, I noticed it recently when I was looking through CoinMarketCap from the top 10 of the exchanges, I knew like three of them and you have like CoinBene and some other shady ones all using obviously fake volume. Uh, to promote their shady exchange and to get money out of it. So uh, have you guys noticed uh, that too? Someone approach you for Litecoin or for Monero or? I, I mean, if people know not to approach me for Monero anymore because I just tell them, feel free to add Monero. And if you don't want to, I don't really care. No one really cares. But it seems to me that a lot of them are trying to copy the Binance coin vibe where, yeah. you know, you like as a trader, um, you can pay your fees with Binance coin and you can hold Binance coin and it, it increases in value because apparently everything increases in value. Um, and, uh, and so they just, it just looks like a copy of that play. Yeah, it mostly is. Um, and they also have like uh, proof of burn. So they burn some of their tokens, uh, with the trading fees. Um, so trying to re reduce the supply, but they, they also keep, uh, mining supply. So it, it doesn't always make any sense. So they're burning stuff and they're mining stuff. It's a very shady setup and I think just people should be aware of this and try to avoid these shady exchanges. Well, what are actually your criteria to uh, whether you use an exchange or not? Do you look at like uh, anything specific? How long they've been around? Or do you only like to use only use older exchanges that have proven themselves to be trustworthy? I My criteria is if the exchange name is Coinbase, Binance or Bifinex, I use it. Otherwise, I don't. What about Kraken? I don't use Kraken. They're okay, though. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I think I think from my perspective, um, to some degree, longevity is very important. You know, if you've been around for a few years, or even if it's if you've been around for a year, that's like better than nothing. I I still kind of like Poloniex and Bitfinex and Kraken and a lot of the guys that have been around for for some time. Um, Coinbase has never really been an option in South Africa. In South Africa, our main exchange is Luno. Um, and Luno is strictly South African rands to Bitcoin. And then we've also got Ice3x. And Ice3x has got uh, some other, some old coins on them like Litecoin and Monero. But um, typically, if you're going crypto to crypto, then uh, Binance has been surprisingly okay. And, and Poloniex and Bitfinex are like right up there. And Kraken have been okay for me. I think that's because you need to buy a hundred dollars of every scam, right? So you need to get all the alts. Gotta gotta get the alts, you know, and like you can't buy Ripple everywhere because it's um I mean Ripple, for example, you can't buy in Coinbase. No one knows why. But but apparently I think I think it's because Ripple's too decentralized. And that's why you can't buy it on Coinbase. <laughs> you couldn't even say it with a straight face. I tried. I tried really hard to say it with a straight face. To be uh, to be clear, you're talking about Ripple and not XRP, right? <laughs> <laughs> because they're they're totally different. They're totally different. I'm not, XRP the standard. XRP the standard, guys. XRP the standard. Okay, why, why did you guys bring, even bring up Ripple again? You know that, that all the comments on YouTube are going to be about Ripple. Come on. Yeah, they have a huge army. They have a huge army. Anytime I see it mentioned on Twitter, they just flood in and they're all like sock puppet accounts. If yeah. you say anything bad about Ripple on Twitter, they will just point you to Tiffany Hayden and be like, Tiffany, save us from the bad people. Every every Coinbase tweet has thousands of replies from Ripple. Ripple. Um, fans or bots or i don't know what what's going on but there's like it's crazy how many ripple fans there are <laughs> it's there's probably there's probably more ripple fans than there are like cryptocurrency users sorry i meant i meant xrp fans <laughs> yes, sorry x x xrp x rapid okay so um i personally uh for uh btc to fiat i usually use uh, bitstamp in europe that's like the obvious one um why not kraken i mean kraken's been pretty good in kraken as well. too but yeah but you, you know the last year their their exchange was not really that that's performing that well let's put it like that um so and and, and i've been using uh bitstamp for a very long time and they're nice they're like bitcoiners so they're really bitcoiners uh they get it um and for altcoins uh mostly poloniex and bitrex still and sometimes Bitfinex, but yeah. Hey, and um, what about Bitrix? We haven't spoken. Bitrix has been pretty good as well. Bitrix has been yeah. like the scam coin standard for many years. Well, I, I'm trying to launch Liquid, and we have the cryptocurrency data feed, so I love all of the exchanges. They're all great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love KuCoin? What's KuCoin? Oh. See? You don't love all the exchanges if you don't love KuCoin. No, no, I, I, I love it. I just don't know which exchange it is. You can even buy KuCoin, KuCoin uh, shares. I mean, come on. Wow. Is that like KuCoin coin? KuCoin coin, yes. Sir. KuCoin coin coin. I'm sure there's a Q share yeah. also. Yeah, next topic is for Samsung. He wants to 
promote his scammy head site. Yeah, More go take a look. Reckless. It, it just launched two weeks ago. Excellion.com. Oh, uh, come on. Yeah. Really? Um, I, I believe the correct pronunciation is Excel Lion. It's like the micro, Microsoft Excel produced a lion. <laughs> you got it. Is that right, Samson, or is it Excellion? It's both. It depends how you pronounce it. <laughs> okay, so the first thing I see on the team is you, it's uh, Mir, and it's Gabriele. So uh, that's interesting. It's a solid team. Yeah. But but actually, one thing missing, it's it's a hat store. Where are the hats? I mean, on the team page. Uh, we didn't have enough budget for hats for the team. <laughs> it's in version two. <laughs> nice. Also, I'd like to ask. I'd like to ask a serious question. Um, where's the Jimmy Song? He's right here. <laughs> okay, good. I was just making sure. You mean you're right there? Yeah, I've been here all along. So that's pretty cool that Max Kieser called you a no coiner on television. He didn't call me a no coiner. He said you have no coin. He literally called you a no coiner. <laughs> well, that's like how you want to interpret it. But obviously, that's not what he meant. I'm pretty sure that's what he meant. Okay, so so wait, wait. Okay, so um, Max Kaiser. It's not Kaiser, I think. It's Kaiser, obviously. Okay, sorry. Yes, like Kaiser. the Rye or the Kaiser. So uh, Max Kaiser uh, on his show, he mentioned um, Whale Panda, uh, Fluffy Pony, Charlie Lee, and Jimmy Song <laughs> um, as part of the Magical Crypto Friends. Let's let's roll the clip. So add cryptocurrency to that community and you have the model for global growth based on anarchy and localism. And that could be, that's just the entire global crypto community. Whale Panda, uh, you know, uh, Fluffy Pony, uh, you know, uh, uh, Charlie Lee and um, someone, Jimmy Song. Jimmy Song and the whole magic crypto circle show. You should guys should go to this town in Mexico and plant the flag of crypto. Stop squabbling and leave Naval alone. <clears throat> leave Naval alone and do something productive with your lives. <laughs> you know who I'm saying. Talk about. Well, hopefully you didn't blow out that audio there. What we see in the crypto community, there's a whole bunch of great cryptos out there. There's Monero. We mentioned Fluffy Pony. There's uh, Litecoin. We mentioned Charlie Lee. Yeah, but instead. Whale Panda has no coin. Instead we have. The <laughs> and that's when he called me a no coiner, or at least uh, Samsung uh, interpreted it that way. Obviously, I'm not a no coiner. I have a lot of Bitcoin and some Monero. Um, so, so, so next time he should call and Will Panda, he's just a coiner. You call Bitcoin a coin? No, no, no. I'm saying next time he should say Will Panda, he's a coiner. Okay. Because you have lots of coins. But he has a lot of Bitcoin. How much How much Bitcoin do you have? How, how much per Bitcoin? How much Bitcoin in total? What's the total number of Bitcoin? I mean, you know, you said you have a lot of Bitcoin. More than one. Yeah, he is definitely a whale. Wow. He is a whale and also a panda. I think he has like millions of Satoshis. Definitely. <laughs> and I'm also involved with the Tulip Trust. So soon I will have a million Bitcoin. I'm impressed. <laughs> Damn. So we have Fiktoshi and we have Jimmy Song on this podcast. Yeah. What up? I just hide it really well. I wore the wrong hat today. I should have worn my cowboy hat. And we have yeah, a pony. Yes, exactly. So, uh, Samson, uh, I just checked your site and your site doesn't work. 
doesn't have shop, doesn't have other page, only page that works was a team page. Which is uh, people without now. any heads. They're debugging right now. Ignore it. So by the time this goes live, it works? No, it went live already and it works. Obviously. It's been live for two weeks. What are you talking about? Yeah. And there haven't been any sales because the shop page doesn't work. Hmm. Ever since the Bitcoin price went over 7000 8000 9000 $10,000, the site has been live. Exactly. Ever since the Litecoin price has went over all-time high again, the site has been live. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to go there, Charlie. I guess I shouldn't joke about that. It's true. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> only, only we can joke about that. I guess. Actually, next topic, Whale Panda. Everyone's been watching this for like half an hour and they want to know, why does your t-shirt say pandas but only has one panda on it? It doesn't say pandas. It, it, it actually says pandas are complete assholes. There's two pandas. There's one on the shirt and then he is a panda, so there's two. Got it. And they're complete assholes. Yeah, yeah. obviously. I can actually put on more pandas. If I can find stickers. Okay, no. Um, so, you, you're ready, Ricardo? Ricardo's taking private phone calls during our, our show. You're imagining it. For the next topic. Um, so, the, the next topic was Coinbase. Coinbase, uh, there was a lot of talk about it last year, end of last year, when they were launching uh, Pcash on their website. That there was some insider trading, um, because you saw the price go up right before they announced it. And they did an internal investigation and they came to the conclusion that there was no insider trading. So any yeah, comments, was, guys? Charlie, was what's the insider trading on I'm Coinbase? I'm supporting Coinbase today. Can you see my t-shirt? <laughs> it, it doesn't say cannabis? No. <laughs> Can you read it? No. It says base coin. Do you know the stable coin? Yeah. So, so here's the thing, right? I mean, an internal investigation found that internally there was nothing that was wrong. I mean, that just, that seems like kind of a bad way to conduct an investigation. Normally you have like an external firm that's involved to try and make sure that the investigation is fair. And I feel, I feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe they just sort of jumped the gun a little bit by publishing that or, or by putting that out there. But they really should have gotten an external auditing firm involved. I mean, one of the big five would have been um, great because there's some reputation, but uh, just pretty much anyone to confirm what they state. Well, I thought it was a pretty grueling investigation. They're like pulling people aside and saying, hey, did you do insider trading? No? Okay, next. It's like that, that GIF of the pat down. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. It's like, ha, 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 ha. Jimmy Song, did you inside a trade? No. Okay, cool. Investigation done. <laughs> I, I'm sure they're gonna. They're doing like. Um, I'm. I, I'm not sure. I. I mean, if I was, if I was working at Coinbase, I would recommend doing a third party audit, and making sure everything is fine. But they. I mean, they did an internal investigation and find out that they found that there there wasn't any insider trading, and I, it's kind of silly for them to actually publicize that because everyone just laughed about it. couldn't see that coming at all <laughs> <laughs> but i mean was anyone really even talking about the internal uh, in, inside of trading thing anymore i mean it's it's been it's been a minute yeah especially in, in crypto it, it is like six six months that's almost like 
20 years in real life. There's still a lawsuit going on about that. Yeah, but I mean, like, no one even remembers what there was. The, the coin that there was supposed to be inside of trading, it no longer exists. You know, it's like, that's how long it is. <laughs> I can tell you my experience with, with Coinbase. Um, when, before they, they were going to list um, Bcash, I actually talked to them about it, and they wouldn't tell me anything about whether or not they're going to list um, Bitcoin Cash. And so I made, I made a post about it saying that I don't think they would. Um, and then I turned out to be wrong. But the thing is, they, from what I could tell, they were very closely guarded with this secret. Uh -huh. I mean, they were telling people that they were going to let you withdraw right by the end of the year. And then all of a sudden, they like listed it out of nowhere. So I don't think that a lot of people knew. You were you were pretty much as senior as it gets. I mean, you weren't you weren't junior staff there. No, I was director of engineering there, but I I wasn't there anymore when they when they listed Bcash, right? Okay. So I'm an outsider, but they wouldn't tell me anything. Like they kept it very yeah. very close closely guarded. As far as like insider, when I was there, like I mean, I think the whole company would know that they're gonna list. Um, Bcash. So if it could have leaked, I mean, there's so much money involved, right? So if, if an employee knew about it, it could even be like a, like a intern or something or customer support, right? Knew about it. They told his, their friends and then it just leaks out, right? Their friend might buy it. It might not be like they purposely try to make a lot of money from this information, but the information leaked somehow and people found out about it. So there may not be like intentional insider trading, but the information leaked out before the the announcement came. So, so that's why, I like, so I've 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 obviously dealt with um, some accusations of insider trading with the the Monero Enterprise Alliance announcement, um, particularly because I I spoke to Well Panda about it before and showed him the fake announcement video, and I was like, how funny is this? This is the thing I'm going to announce tomorrow. And I showed some of his friends and we all had a good chuckle without realizing that, that, that people were going to act on the announcement. So having gone through that, um, the, the process of people going, did you inside a trade and did your friends inside a trade, did Whalepan inside a trade and, and having done a little bit of research, the problem is that the, the bodies that deal with insider trading like the SEC, and obviously this is crypto, so there's no regulation. But I think we should at least try and hold ourselves to the same standard. And the bodies that investigate insider trading don't care if you told somebody the information on purpose so that they could go buy funds or go buy shares, stock, crypto, whatever, or if you told them by accident and you were like, hey, Coinbase is adding Waffle Coin. Um, the fact that they made profit off that insider knowledge is the only thing that matters. The fact that the insider knowledge came from you is the only thing that matters. And so the, the laws and regulation around this, and this isn't just the U.S., it, it, it is across the planet, any, any country that is relatively first world and has a functioning stock exchange will have similar, law, similar laws. They're very strict on what you say, who you say it to, and what those people do with the information. Nobody takes the information and, and, and trades themselves unless they're extremely stupid but it's who they speak to and, and what those people do with information. So I kind of, it's one of the reasons why I chuckle at this like insider trading investigation, because 
there's only so much reach that Coinbase could have had within their organization. They're not going to reach outside the organization and be like, can I put your mother on a polygraph to find out if she bought whatever, Bitcoin Cash? You know, so it's, I, I feel like it's largely in a, like ineffectual um, and that we need to hold ourselves to our higher standard if we're going to at least try and self-regulate. Yeah, but the thing is like, now that they have this like potential insider trading situation going on, now they like pre-announced that they're thinking about potentially adding a coin. <laughs> That was awesome. You saw how you saw how those coins pumped when they said we might list these coins. And then Kraken did an awesome troll, which was we they linked to Coin Market Cap and said, "Yeah, we're also thinking about listing these coins on this website." All sixteen hundred of them. Yes. Is that better now? Because now they can't even they can't you can't prevent this information from leaking, right? They, they have an internal policy that your employees are not allowed to tell others about it. But but you can't like really protect this information. So now they have to say, we're thinking about listing these five potential coins. I feel like this is a solved problem. I mean, we've, we've, we've had stock markets with, with companies that have had big partnerships and big deals for what, like 40, 50 years? I mean, this is not a new thing, and and companies know how to release information. It's kind of new because previously, like listing a stock doesn't make that stock like go up like twenty percent. No, no, I, I agree. Sorry, what I mean We're is talking about that's the whole thing about IPO. You list it, and it IPO goes is up. the first time when you're listed anywhere. But another stock okay. exchange listing a stock doesn't really do much to that stock, right? So it's kind of it's kind of a new thing, right? Before, like people didn't realize Coinbase listing a coin could really help the volume, like help help the price go up that much. So that's why it was never considered a huge insider trading information, right? It's not like Coinbase is having a huge partnership with Walmart or something like that, that information they're keeping like private, right? It's, they're just listing a coin. And to list a coin, you actually have to do the work, right? So the employees have to know that you're actually going to list a coin. You can't just do it. It can't just be like one or two people in the company that knows. Yeah, but these problems are not new problems. They're solvable. Like in in, in the game industry, we have the same thing. Like I think uh, when, when we're doing like, when we did Avatar, I think that was like a Ubisoft game. Like they had like a totally separate, uh, separate addition to the studio, and everything was like firewalled and totally separate entry passes and everything, and nothing leaks. I mean, it's totally doable. It's but just, that's a, a separate product, right? If you're listing a coin on Coinbase and GDAX, then you have to touch everything Coinbase does, so everyone has to okay. work on it. I've got a better analogy. A company is about to be acquired by another company. Because of that acquisition, one of the company's stock is going to shoot up. It's it's a big deal. So how do they keep the acquisition private? Or even better, Twitter released their, their user figures a little while ago, and because of the user figures release, the stock shot down. How does Twitter prevent people within the Twitter organization from shorting the stock? Because the, the people within the organization know that the numbers are down. In fact, an ordinary support person can check like the support queries coming in and know that there's less support queries coming in than normal. And so therefore the figures must be down. 
But they they like company preventing employees from trading their own stock, which is common like everywhere, right? But you now you're saying Coinbase employees can't trade so and so coins, which is not a Coinbase stock, right? Yeah, but trading sure. the coins itself is not the problem. The problem is leakage of information, and I think that is solvable. Like you could just build some system where you can only actually do the listing itself through a set of APIs or whatnot, right? You can you should be able to firewall it from the whole org. But but even even beyond that, I mean, maybe maybe that as an organization, in order to hold themselves to some standard that that we think is universally reasonable. They need to be like, well, as a Coinbase employee, you can't trade you can't trade a coin two months before it's listing and two months after it lists. I'm sure they have this in place already. I, I don't think that's the problem. The problem is information leakage. Yeah. So are we assuming that the internal investigation found that not a single Coinbase employee touched Bcash around the listing? That sounds like what they're saying. I would assume yeah. that's what they're saying. I wouldn't. I don't speak for them, right? So, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a hard problem. I just, I don't think it's that easy. I know it's a hard problem. I just feel like it's a solved problem already. I think it's solved for a company's own stocks, right? But for coins that the com- that's not representing companies like shares, it's much harder to enforce to, to kind of control. I think it's doable. You just need the right tools. I mean, like uh, maybe like, okay, so... <clears throat> I had, when I was in York for consensus, I had dinner uh, with myself and and my business partner, Naveen, and Lee Kewen from Coindesk. And we were discussing stuff. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a dinner together to publish an article. We were discussing just like general trading of information, um, you know, like interesting things about the crypto industry and so on. And she would not let us pay for her dinner. She wouldn't let us even pay for a drink that she had before dinner um, because she held herself to a very high ethical standard. So maybe if you're working for an exchange, maybe the ethical standard you need to hold yourself to is the same That uh, as, as a reporter, that you need to be like so above board that you do not tell anyone anything, that there's no leakage of information, that you yourself are just held above that level and and you don't accept you know you don't go out for supper with anyone who can trade on information you don't or unless you're paying for yourself you don't do any of that and and you should be paid a sufficient salary so that you don't feel encumbered you know i don't think that's the solution cuz you can't have like an org of 100 or plus people and have everyone at that standard so it's just firewalling information well, I mean, okay, so like the New York Stock Exchange, do the employees of the New York Stock Exchange see information before other people do? I don't know, but probably some of them, but not everybody. But also like New York Stock Exchange listing a, a new um, stock, I don't think like the whole company will need to know, like only maybe the top few people need to know. Um, but listing a coin is actually different, at least for a Coinbase, right? If you're listing yeah. like Ripple, for example, um, <laughs> it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. For example, impossible. Yeah, impossible because it's not a coin. Um, if you're if they're going to list Ripple, then like you need people. You need people to actually run the Ripple nodes. You need to have like basically the whole stack needs to people needs to needs to be updated. So 
you can't just have only the the directors know that you're gonna list Ripple tomorrow, right? The whole well, company there, has to be working on it for like what's that? There is a solution. You just integrate Liquid and then list everything as a tokenized crypto asset in Liquid. So you have the whole stack ready and you just go issue token. Stop chilling. I feel like Liquid no, is a scam. It's true. It's true. When is the Liquid ICO? It happened uh, a couple of years ago. With the creation of Blockstream. Yeah, 2014. Um, I, I was talking uh, last year with uh, some of the C-level guys from uh, Poloniex, and they had actually no issues with leakage because it was Tristan all by himself who set up the nodes, who, who did everything. And at, most of the time, because there was a lot of uh, rumors about it that like they, they picked out uh, very strange hours, but it's because just because Tristan worked in the middle of the night, um, so the other C-level execs would, would know like a couple of hours before that he would list something and that's it. So like three or four people would know um, a couple of hours before and Tristan himself did all the work. Of course, in an uh, exchange like Coinbase, I, I can imagine it's a bit more tricky than Poloniex. But I, I just thought it was uh, interesting. I have crazy amounts of respect for Tristan. I've had to, like, there have been Monero node issues and I've had to deal with him directly. I think he spent a lot of time building a silo where he was the primary person responsible for all that stuff and everyone else was firewalled off. Um, and not, not, not to say that there wasn't disaster recovery uh, policies in place, but he was literally the person that was responsible for all of it and, and like the backend core node wallet stuff. And he was very cautious and kept away from the public eye for a good reason. Yeah. Okay, so on to the next topic. Um, okay. So uh, there has been a lot of talk about the Fusix uh, ISCO. Um, so Fusix is now was a, a debit card uh, with a couple of different options. And they uh, during the ICO, they announced that it would support uh, Bitcoin and uh, something else, Ethereum or Litecoin. I don't remember Ethereum probably, um, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, Roger Ver came on board as advisor, and they dropped Bitcoin and they added instead Bitcoin Cash or Bcash. Um, and I've heard that we have an investor uh, from the Fusex ICO here with us. <laughs> who? <laughs> well, the guy, buys, the guy that buys hundred dollars for every scam. Okay, so maybe a bit of background. So Fuse um, had an Indiegogo um, uh, like Kickstarter thing going uh, that I backed many, uh, like like some moons ago. And um, it was for a electronic uh, card. So it's a little electronic card. It's got two contact points on and you put it into a charger and it charges. It's got a little e-ink display and some buttons. And uh, it give, they give you like a little reader um, uh, that uh, like a, a magnetic stripe reader and you can take all your existing credit cards, swipe them through, through this reader onto your phone and it loads them then onto the card. So now you have a card, it's a single card that you can then take and use like all over the place. You can be like, well, I want to pay with my credit card. Switch, 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 switch. Okay, cool. Swipe the credit card. I want to pay with my, you know, check card. Swipe, swipe, swipe the check card. It's a very cool, it works extremely well. 
it doesn't work so well in South Africa because we are uh, we have EMV chips um, in our cards, and so uh, unfortunately because of that it becomes a little bit problematic because you go to a vendor, you swipe the card, and then it says please insert card. They see the two charging points on the card, they insert it. It doesn't obviously work, and then they they actually have to. T- Pull it out and insert it three times before there's an EMV chip failure, or the Dude, card nobody reader cares about that. cards in South Africa. There's a reason I'm, I'm telling you this because the Indiegogo, um, the the thing I backed was a a, a a digital card with an EMV chip. It didn't have an EMV chip and it got delivered, and that was fine because it was like V1 and no one really cared, and we were like, well, the EMV chip version's gonna come later. And the EMV chip version kind of like almost materialized, but never really materialized. Um, but still, like like if anyone's going to do it, I have backed every single electronic card provider that has ever existed, um, from plastic to swipe to all of the guys that that have existed. None of them have delivered, except for Fuse. So I was really excited when Fuse launched their ICO, not for the ICO. But because they were like, hey, we're now going to do Fuse, but we're going to call it Fuse X, and we're going to add an EMV chip, and we're also going to add crypto. And I'm like, cool, this is like the perfect thing. Plus, they have a working product. I have three of their cards. I keep one of their cards as a backup when I'm traveling. It's fantastic. And uh, and this is just awesome all around. Um, and, and everything was going swimmingly until recently when yesterday, the day before, whenever it was, when they announced the dropping support for Bitcoin and support for in, in favor of Bitcoin Cash, that was two weeks ago, by the way. That was two <laughs> weeks ago. So, several weeks ago they did this, and and the thing is, I don't fundamentally have a problem with them supporting Bitcoin Cash. Uh, we support Bitcoin Cash with Globy, no problem. You want to support Bitcoin Cash, not an issue. But just to drop support for Bitcoin in favor of Bitcoin Cash is completely a suicidal decision. So now I have a bunch of ICO tokens. I'm a backer of their original Kickstarter Indiegogo vibe. And and like I'm thinking to myself, why? You know, I mean, like I'm I've lost all faith in this project because not only do they um do do they fail to deliver the EMV chip, but I understand it's complicated and, and there's a whole bunch of like really weird stuff around that. But now they do this like completely insane move to drop support for Bitcoin. And as Charlie mentioned earlier, like, you know, whatever, support your scam coin, support your local scam coin and take it to the shops and be like, I support scam coin X, but don't go and like support scam coin X in favor of Bitcoin. Because if Bitcoin fails, your scam coin is going to fail. Simple yeah, as none that. Of the scam, none of the scam coins think that way. That's the problem. But I, I think a bigger concern is who is running this company and if they have all your data, like what what scammy things will they do with your data? Like if they're willing to partner with these guys that are fraudsters, scammers, swindlers, whatever, then are they going to sell your data? Yeah, I mean, like I, I don't, I mean, I don't know what their structure is like. I don't know what their relationship with Bitcoin.com is like or whatever. But I mean, the the fact that they like like the only way that you go down this road and replace Bitcoin uh, with Bitcoin Cash is if there's been some sort of payout to warrant that. And that's deeply concerning because I think that buying 
buying partnerships and buying trust is problematic. I shouldn't need to pay somebody for them to accept Monero. They, they should accept Monero because they see the value proposition. And if I need to pay someone to accept Monero, then I'm buying trust. And then the trust is not earned. I don't think it's buying trust. It's just bribery. But that's what I mean. It's, it's bribery. So I'm, I'm buying a fake trust relationship. I'm implying that that organization trusts Monero, but they trust Monero because I gave them money. But how do you, how do you know Roger gave them money? I mean, are we going to assume that happened or just? I, so, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I, who knows, but okay. I think so, that it's fairly, <laughs> a fairly safe assumption. The options are this. Either you give them money or they're stupid enough to believe this guy's legit. And both of those are not really great options. Also, consider this. You have the choice as an issuer, as a service operator, to earn fees and, and profit from Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, but you choose to only accept one of the two. That means you are either extremely strong ideologically or you've been paid. Or gullible. Roger is a very good salesperson, right? He, he managed to convince them that there is only one Bitcoin and it's called Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know which is worse. Charlie, they're gonna take that they're gonna take that sound bite and use it as an ad. Bitcoin Core is not Bitcoin. On Bitcoin.com. I think it's quite stupid for them to accept Bitcoin cash and then not accept Bitcoin. Right? It's I mean it's yeah. I I mean if I if I approach a company to accept Litecoin, I'm not gonna say accept Litecoin and stop accepting Bitcoin. <laughs> or accept Litecoin Cash. <laughs> but Litecoin Cash is obviously a scam. So. <laughs> uh, let's uh, talk about Litecoin and why you, you've got why you've not reached a new all time high yet. So last last show I said is because your logo is not fancy enough. So I took the liberty to make up some new Litecoin logos to help you guys out. Here's the first one. Can you show me? <laughs> Yeah. We're supposed to look in where... There's nothing in Telegram. It's coming. It's coming. There's two options for you to choose from. The first one is the one. And that is kind of going with the multifaceted, very high-tech, diamond-ish kind of look. Basically, Ethereum. The second one looks more like, like EOS. Ethereum and Litecoin form. <laughs> yeah. So the, the second one, yeah, is kind of EOS or, I don't know, Tron-ish. <laughs> so, Charlie, take your pick. But your, your price will double if you change to one of these logos. Okay. Doesn't he also need to spend time on a boat with, like, a bunch of girls clad in bikinis? I think so. Make it so. That goes without saying. One, one or two. I'll pick the third one. <laughs> okay. So price stays the same. Yeah. Sadly. All right. Okay. Uh, then the next topic. Um, so uh, John McAfee has been um, promoting a new hardware wallet called Bitfee. Uh, and it also supports Monero. Ooh. Actually, they had like a typo on the website. They called Monero. <laughs> Monero. <laughs> <laughs> it supports Monero. 
Conero E. Okay. Um, and, but there were a, a bunch of typos on the website, so I just assume it's, it's a typo. Um, and he also said that it's unhackable, um, and the first person who can hack it can uh, gets like 100k dollars, and um, yeah. Um, they also already sent out some, apparently, um, and they have a tweet here from uh, Pavel uh, Rusnak, who works uh, at Trezor. Um, who started Trezor. Yeah, one of the founders. Same thing. Uh, Bitfi is basically a closed source Trezor with a preloaded constant recovery seat that cannot be changed, disabled pin protection, and enabled passphrase protection. If this is unhackable, so is Trezor. Why would you turn off uh, three of, or four uh, protection mechanisms and use just one? So um, as far as I understand, uh, Charlie, you have one? You got one? Do you actually have one with you? Can you show it? I got one a few days ago. Actually, two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looks like this. Can you see my fingerprints? It's like a phone. What's that? It's, it's a just phone. Android phone. It's like an entire phone. <laughs> it's an Android phone. It's an Android device, right? That communicates with your computer. It's an Android device that's obviously unhackable because Android's never been hacked. Okay, can you show now how, how much Litecoin and Bitcoin you own? He has no Litecoin. He sold it at all-time high. Doesn't show on this device. So this device is pretty, is a pretty dumb device. It just um, lets you enter your brain wallet and then it will sign transactions. But it's an Android device, which means it's a full, ins a full installation of Linux on an operating system that has been pwned like many times over sounds like it and they're using brain wallets which are insecure do they have some sort of remote firmware attestation no because it's an android device i think the interesting thing is that they have some software on that juice website <laughs> what is that what is that silicon the silicon valley backed startup that was going to like put a juicer in every home juicero juicero yes juicero. Okay, so so that's so they they pivoted from making really bad juices to making like these. Don't laugh. Be I actually careful. had a I actually had a Jusero in my home. No, <laughs> you're the first person I've met that actually went and got one. I did. I also got my full refund because they shut down. <laughs> it didn't cost me anything. So you, got, you got a lot of free juice. I did. Well, actually, I paid for the juice. The juice were like a few dollars, uh, maybe five dollars a pack. Um, it's actually, I mean, it's pretty crazy, but it's it's actually pretty convenient. If you like fresh juice and you don't feel like chopping fruits and and like squeezing the juice yourself, you buy the packs that come with like fresh um, fruit that's cut for you. Put it in the juicer, it squeezes it, and you get juice that's that's fresh. Are we still talking about the hardware wallets? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. That. I'd rather talk about Juice than the hardware wallet. Yeah, but listen, Juicero is way more unhackable than Bitfy. The, the device is pretty cool. It actually connects to your Wi-Fi, right? And then also, like, it's pretty, like, they over-designed it. Like, it's pretty crazy. They, each Juice pack has a QR code, and the juicer will look at the QR code, and it won't juice it if it's expired. <laughs> oh god they put like expiry date drm yeah but the best part is that the whole machine's function can be replaced by you just squeezing the package 
Maybe. And I haven't really tried it. No, it is. It's a, that's a known thing. That you could just squeeze the packet. Is that right? Yeah. But that, yeah. that, that yeah. requires force. It requires energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so um, can we go back to bit five? It's a pretty bad business model because um, you're forced to like buy the packs from them. It's like a two-part tariff thing, so... It's That's like silly. a great business model. They, I think they thought they were going to be like the, the the razor blades of the juicing industry, and it didn't really work out. They were close. Yeah, I got added this count. So, <laughs> so let's come to yeah. the conclusion that you shouldn't trust uh, hardware wallets that have no like uh, decent reputation yet, that haven't been proven. Uh, well, to some and that, that run Android. Run to some of the article, it's just like. You're basically using your recovery seed every time, so just you're giving up the hardware part, like having that hardware security almost, and you're just using the security seed, so people can just hack you or try to hack you without having your device. So it's kind of stupid, just like Juicero. Yeah, but but their their theory is that you're entering the seed on the hardware device. So therefore, it's off. It's the second factor because it's off the computer, right? This is dumb. This sounds dumb, even saying it. Why? Why? So I could enter it on my device. The real problem I have with it is that every transaction you have to type in your brain wallet, right? So even if you if you have a really really secure brain wallet and uh, passphrase, you have to type that in every time on this little keyboard. So it's really annoying. It okay. takes forever. So that. That incentivizes people to have a really simple brain wallet to make it convenient to send transactions. And that would then defeat the whole purpose of this thing, right? You have a simple brain wallet. So I, I kind of think it's... In, can can in you actually give us an example of a, of a simple brain wallet? Any example will do. Any it's example, just yeah. It's just uh, top, top of your head. Uh... Quick brown fox jumped over whatever. I mean, just like just a standard <laughs> race, right? <laughs> over the lazy dog. Did I just tell you my brain wallet? <laughs> Uh-oh. So the moral of the story is if you want to buy a BitFi, we have a Juicero for you as well. <laughs> Actually, I sent, I sent my Juicero back to them to get a full refund, so I don't have any more, sadly. I have to squeeze my own packs now. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> I don't know okay, how you So, uh, so uh, one problems. more thing uh, Samsung will talk about is the... Blockstream getting Bitcoin.org. Yeah. It's happening. Are you? Are you getting it? No. But there's some article saying that Adam Back is trying to get it for Blockstream. Actually, the answer right, so... is the answer is they actually got it last week. <laughs> or we had it all along. Do you want to tell us about your NSA handler? I don't know. It's uh, common knowledge, isn't it? I mean, yeah. You know, a Blockstream is uh, NSA coin. Yeah. But Bitcoin was created by the NSA, so why wouldn't they be involved? Yeah, makes sense. It makes, and we all have handlers. I mean, you guys have handlers, right? Mine, mine is just uh, pretending to be a cat. We handle each other very well. Mine happens to be a dog that tries to like like lie down in the Firefox logo. <laughs> well, jokes jokes aside, so what's the deal with, with this handler thing? Like, how did this get blown out of proportion? Also, how do we get paid? Well, it's how everything gets blown out of proportion. It's RPTC. Did you have, was this guy, is this guy like a friend or 
No, he's a he's a PR guy. He's a contractor. Got it. And he That's it. <laughs> he follows you around and he helps you. Well, he went to a conference with me. And he follows you around and he, he watches your back and protects you if something goes wrong. Exactly. Hey, so, so actually I was I was uh, Charlie Sandler at Consensus. You were. Um, so uh, back to uh, Blockstream getting Bitcoin.org to give you a big, bit of background. So uh, Cobra has been acting a bit strange and he pushed through some changes on Bitcoin.org um, to uh, monetize it uh, in a deal with uh, Paxful, I believe, for uh, 20k per month. Um, and it's like the first and ever everyone uh, was against it and still he pushed it through. Um, so people are starting to get concerned about uh, Cobra's future intentions. And there were some proposals to, um, because because he has full control over Bitcoin.org. So uh, there were some proposals to like uh, set up some, some sort of uh, board of directors or foundation uh, who would have control over uh, Bitcoin.org. And he said, that, yeah, that's not going to happen. So uh, people are now trying to find a reasonable way to get back uh, access uh, to Bitcoin.org or to get it like more decentralized in a way. Well, the thing which, is is that... oh, which is complicated with, because it's a domain name. So uh, it's really not that easy. Yeah, like I think it's supposed to be co-owned by him and, and, and Demos, but uh, he's the actual one that has access. And I think at this point, everyone's just waiting for him to go full Bcash. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we don't know how this will turn out, but uh, RBTC went crazy over it when uh, Adam Beck proposed some things to hand it over or to like to, to, to um, give access or, or like give access to it to, to uh, a foundation or something like that. I don't think it's reasonable to ask him to give it over. I mean, it's his personal domain. Um, I think people are just worried because oh, of what no, it's not his personal domain. He's kind of like a custodian. So he, he I got believe, from Satoshi, right? Yeah, he got from Satoshi. So he's just supposed to take care of it. And I think in the past, he has said if he goes crazy, he sh he will give it up. And I think right now we're just debating if he's gone crazy or not. <laughs> it's kind of weird to say if he goes crazy, he'll give it up. Because the fact that if he went crazy, he should <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I, I think Adam was just trying to arrange something and broker some kind of arrangement that's good for everyone. But obviously he's gone crazy and now he doesn't want to give it up. I don't, I wouldn't say he's gone crazy. I think he's just, he just, he has a pin, he, he thinks Bitcoin cash is, is a fine altcoin. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's going to go it, full retard and start supporting. Isn't cash. that, isn't that the definition of going crazy? Hmm. No, I mean, I think as an altcoin, it's okay. I mean, until you start saying Bitcoin Cash is Bitcoin, I think Bitcoin Cash is, is fine. Well, and all the bad people associated with it. My GoPro just died. I think mine is about to die. Yeah, I, I think we're about uh, at the end. How are we going to end this? No fan questions, huh? Yeah, I, I have a bunch, but uh, you guys took way longer debating the insider trading than I expected. Let, let's go quickly. Let's go through them quickly. If we had a bull market rush tomorrow, like December 2017, will network fees go as high as they did? Uh, I don't think so, because now a lot of people are doing batching. We have um, uh, Bitcoin Optech, and they're working with people to uh, get more efficient. 
yeah, and uh, the a lot, a lot better uh, UTX, UTXO management and SegWit uh, is being used way more. So yeah, and Lightning Lightning's it. coming online. Liquid is coming online. Yeah, I think Lightning Network is is coming just in time to um, help relieve the the pressure. I think fees will probably go up more than today, but I think I don't think it'll be as bad as last year. Yeah. Okay, and then to Charlie, when will the low wallet uh, support Lightning payments? Mm, I don't think we're we're actually working on that right now. Um, eventually, we'll have a Litecoin wallet that has Lightning. Obviously, um, it may or may not be low wallet, but I think it's we're we're still pretty early in terms of like Lightning network. Um, so, give us some time. Uh, when uh, Lightning magical crypto friend store, Samson. So after Ricardo gets the podcast up, <laughs> oh, you pulled a bear. I'm traumatized. It's the one you put up when you don't give a, are you, are you recording Ricardo? Obviously not. It's like he's muted. I cannot hear you. Let's go. I recorded straight through and, and there was no finger guys. You guys are confused. I think you're imagining the scenario, um, with like, you know, someone else that was maybe on a podcast that did that, but it wasn't me. Oh, Bitcoin Airlock. Oh, I, did, I did do that. I said, I said after, <laughs> after, after the the um, the podcast. Uh, okay, no, okay, I will do one more. One more, I, I will take one. Um, this is actually a fun one. How, how did all the magical crypto friends meet, and whose idea was it? So, uh, we, we, I think we discussed this before. So, um, s- someone said like, uh, "You guys should do a podcast." Yeah, you should get, you guys should do a podcast together, and then we just set it up. And how did we meet? I met Ricardo in 2017, first time at Consensus. Samson too. We, and... we all met together at Consensus. There's sure. Consensus 2017 was pretty much like the 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 meeting point, the the bubbling point. But I mean, like the that that troll thread on Twitter where somebody suggested we do a podcast and we agreed was. That was the the apex. Yeah, well, that that happened because we were like for the biggest trolls on Twitter, and the guy was like, "Hey, we should all do a podcast together." I know Charlie from way back. How do you guys know Charlie? Uh, I only met him this year. I've known Jimmy Song for many years. (laughs) (laughs) I actually met uh, Charlie only this year at Consensus for the first time. Correct. And I met Samson one more time in Hong Kong last year, and then this year Consensus. And Ricardo and I partied in Mexico. <laughs> we partied in Mexico. The first time I met Ricardo was at Coinbase when he came to present Monero, and I trolled him a few times. Yeah, you really? ask the, the hardest questions. You should ask easier questions to people that are trying to like get their scam coin listed on Coinbase. I mean, what if yeah. Ripple was there? They wouldn't be able to answer those questions. <laughs> Apparently, you didn't answer them well enough. Otherwise, you would be on Coinbase right now. I know. Oh. I know. I know. I know. It's true. It's true. It's true. Otherwise, we'd be on Coinbase and so would Ripple. XRP, you mean? XRP, the standard. <laughs> Just ask Tiffany. She'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Just have, have some <laughs> breakfast with her. We got to do one more question Bitmain's so called commitment to transparency. Yeah, so uh, they released like a public statement that uh, they want to be transparent. Uh, so they said they don't, don't do any secret mining. They don't do any, um, what else was it? 
like or they don't create any ethics of of or or they 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 only control like four percent of the hash rate or something like that. They also said um, the, the the figures are public, uh, but it's a bit odd that this comes at this time when they're planning to do an IPO in uh, the next quarter. Um, so we promise we'll be good people and we won't do any. Please leave your doors open. We promise we won't steal from you until we need to. Well, the thing is, like, you can't actually verify any of that because at this point, they have such a large operation and probably some <laughs> private enterprise tacked on. They can pretty much do anything they want. I mean, like, they're like, we promise we won't mine in secret, except for the shell companies that we set up that nobody exactly. knows about. I, I mean, it's, company. So, it's, 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 it's almost, it's, it's almost the same as if you were, you were, um, accused of insider trading as a company. And then you conducted an internal investigation and said, no, we checked internally and there was no insider trading. It's the same thing, you know? And, uh, well, well, how did actually all the dust get into the in the miners and maybe it's just like in the, in the plane when they were shipping it or, uh, they're very dusty warehouse when they're creating it's it. It's a very I, I dusty, know. very dusty warehouse. It's the manufacturing facility is full of dust. You know, obviously it's it, not it's a in the desert. environment. Well, you know, they the have manufacturing to, facilities in, in the, the desert. desert. They have to test the hardware for two months before they can be sure it's working. Sometimes three months. Depending on difficulty. Depending on profitability. <laughs> Okay, so uh, thank you for watching, and uh, this was a pretty long show, uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 So we're gonna end something with end with something or I cannot hear you, Ricardo. Sorry, we've got this this uh, this thing that started three minutes ago, four minutes ago. Yeah. How yeah, will we? How... Is it on Skype? I hope so. I don't know. Your assistant booked it. Turning off my GoPro. Okay. okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. Me too. Me too. Beep, 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 beep.